Good morning and happy Wednesday, everybody. My name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blog and School, and this is the Automation Morning Show for Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I hope you all are having a great morning this morning. And uh, you know, it's midweek, so if we get through this day, it's all downhill, right? So with that said, let's go ahead and get started taking a look at what's new and happening in industrial automation. And first, I would like to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. With that said, our first press release of the morning is from Mitsubishi. And uh, they have recently started um, the, the discontinuance phase for their MRJ3 servo amplifiers, okay, MR-J3. So if you're using these, these may be a, uh, this may be an important message for you because they have just launched a discounted repair program for these servos. Since they're being discontinued, they wanted to make available to the users of them, if you have any, any around that are need repair, uh, that you can get them repaired now at a discounted rate. So uh, if you are using that servo, you may want to check out this press release. We have another press release here from Locus Robotics. They just hit 2 billion, congratulations Locus, just hit 2 billion units picked. So they of course make AMRs for uh, warehouse automation. And uh, just in the last 11 months, they went from 1 billion units picked to 2 billion units picked. So they have AMRs all around the world picking and uh, automating, uh, helping automate warehouses. So congratulations to them. From there we go over to Pills. Now I thought this was very interesting. They had a announcement about, or a mini article about CMSE. So this is Certified Machinery Safety Expert. And um, they talk about how this is a globally recognized certification. And they also talk about how this is issued by TUV Nord, which I think most of you know is kind of like the uh, agency that certifies a lot of the components that are in safe systems. And uh, one of the things I thought was very interesting is I didn't realize how much training they did in this area. They are like one of the leaders in the area of training on safety products. And we can see here, these are the training um, courses they have coming up for uh, the U.S. And here you can see the CMSE is considered an expert course. I don't know if there's any prerequisites, but this is a four-day course that's being held next month in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And, um, but they have a lot of courses here, some in person, some online, some virtual. Um, so uh, if you're interested in that type of training, you may want to check out this link. I'll include both links over at automate.news later today. Uh, from there we go over the Umron. Umron has a new um, article out. It's called the five common mistakes to avoid when implementing AMRs. And um, I'm not going to read the whole article, but let's take a look at the five uh, things to avoid. And I think these are pretty common in any project you're going to do. But in any case, uh, the first one is insufficient planning. That can always come back to bite you. I know I'm trying to plan out a new office and I'm trying to think of everything I need to do, where to put the outlets, where to put the cameras, where to put the studio lights, where to put the equipment, where to put the server. So uh, very important. Like if you put something in the wrong place and have to move it later, it, that can be an expensive mistake. Of course, lack of compatibility, I've run into that as well. You know, you got to make sure that everything's compatible. Inadequate staff training, okay, I think that's something we're all pretty familiar with. Overlooking safety considerations. And, as, and um, number five, neglecting maintenance and support. 
what seems to be the bane of our industry in many cases. So with that, that is, uh, if you want to read the whole article, of course, the link will be at automate.news. From there, we go over the softing. I had a great recording session with uh, Quinton from Softing yesterday. I can't wait to release that demo. Um, in any case, he went through the whole setup and use of the, their uh, data feed OPC suite, which is, was very intuitive. I was very impressed with the software. In any case, uh, what they're announcing here is Softing is announcing a uh, version 5.3 of data feed OPC suite, and they're talking about their OPC UA tunnel. So if you've been following OPC, especially OPC Classic, and DCOM, you know that uh, DCOM has been like uh, uh, retired, and that causes a lot of problems for people who are using OPC Classic. And so uh, one of the solutions is, with Softing anyways, is to use their very own UA tunnel to eliminate all that DCOM requirements. So in any case, uh, you can see here that um, they have a whole article on it and they have links to their downloads and keep your eye out for a new video from us where uh, Softing actually demos their software to us. We actually connect up to a Siemens and to a Rockwell PLC in that, uh, in that demo. From there, we go over the PNF. Now, I thought this was very interesting. This is an IO Link Master with multi-protocol functionality. It looks like if you're listening and not watching, it looks like an on-machine IO block, right, with all the M12s or M8s. I think these are M12s. In any case, um, this uh, IO Link block supports Profinet, Ethernet IP, Modbus TCP, Ethercat, and CC Link IE for those Mitsubishi customers. And, um, whoa, and um, in any case, I thought this sounded very familiar. ICE 11 IOLink Master with multi-protocol support. And so I went over to the search page on uh, automate.news and I didn't like the way it looked. I still got to tweak it a little bit. But in any case, I searched on IOLink. I'm like, did we cover this in the past? And yes, you can see right here on August 2nd, that popped up as a new product. And this link goes to the very exact same page. So I didn't see anything in here that was new that would that would uh, you know that would be a reason for um, the article to be republished. So um, I could be missing something, but in any case, um, that is something we already covered. So I have to keep an eye out for that because I think this is happening more and more that people instead of uh, publishing new articles, they just like republishing their old articles. So I want to be very cognizant. I want to bring you the news. What's new? not regurgitated news from, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. So in any case, um, that brings us to our featured product for today. This is the Automation Schools PLC course bundle. This includes the extended edition of PLC Basics and Micro 800 Basics. Um, not only do you save 10% um, by getting this bundle, you save 10% off the sale prices of both these courses by bundling. You also get the next generation courses at no charge. So um, if you're looking to get into PLCs, maybe you have some uh, electricians who need to get up to speed on PLCs. The cool thing about this bundle is you're not only learning RS logics, like RS logics, micro five and 500, they're almost identical, right? And you can learn with the free copy of RS logics, micro and RS logics emulate. But then when you go to the micro course, you're kind of learning um, a different type of programming, right? So it's still, you know, ladder logic, but everything looks different. And it looks more like the IEC standard, which helps you when you're going to Siemens or going to Mitsubishi or going to PLC Next or going to IFM HMI controller or any of the PLCs you see behind me. So it's a it's a great to start with PLC basics and then go to the nano basics micro 800 
because now you get to learn in a whole different look and feel. And of course now, CCW includes a free simulator as well, so you don't have to have any hardware to complete both of these courses. So with that, let's get back to what's new. And uh, this article from RFIDs, RF Ideas, is titled, Enhancing Healthcare Cybersecurity by Managing Identity Access. Now, I know we're industrial automation, we're not healthcare, but this product I think does apply. So not, you know, I don't think there's a lot of companies out there that still have a pool of laptops that they share with people because the prices of laptops have come down so much. However, um, if somebody takes your laptop, let's say you're an engineer or you're an operation manager or a shift manager, and you have kind of like a bunch of logins on your computer that can get into some pretty sensitive stuff, right? Maybe set points for the process. Well, I think this is definitely an option, especially if you don't have biometrics built into your laptop. These little Wave ID plugins, they're like the size of a square piece of bubble gum. They plug into your USB port and it enables you to use their, uh, their tap cards. So you can just tap it like you tap your, uh, your credit card when you're checking out to log in. And so that way, if somebody takes your laptop, but you have the card in your wallet or in your pocket, they won't be able to log in and get access on your laptop. So I thought it was interesting for that reason. And that's why I'm including it today. From there, we go over to events. We have a couple of events I want to talk about this morning. Uh, first, on September 12th, at 10 a.m. Eastern, Control, Control Station is having another free webinar, and it's entitled, Three Questions to Determine if Your Tuning Software is Ready for the Real World. So if you're interested in PID loop tuning software, you may want to check this out. From there, we go over to Unitronics, and on September 20th at 10 a.m. Eastern, they're having a, uh, a seminar entitled, Servos Made Simple via Ethercat. So you may find that interesting as well. From there, we go over to new firmware updates and software releases. And uh, first up, we have new firmware for uh, Siemens uh, S7-1200 modules. It seems like most of the modules that are related to a cellular, cellular networking. So um, to connect to LTE or GPRS or whatnot. And so uh, this is for the CP, uh, this is the the model number or the article number for the actual module itself, the uh, CP 1242-7, 1243 7-7, and 1243-1, and 1243-8. So if you have any of those modules, this new firmware 3.4.29 may be of interest to you. I also noticed that they updated their distributed I.O. I.O. link modules. So, for instance, they have new firmware for the ET200AL, and that model number of that part is uh, CM4XIOLINK. And uh, there's another one here for the ET200 Pro. And another here for the ET200 SP. And that's a CM4XIOLINK ST. So if you're using any of these modules, you may want to check out and see what's new in this firmware. From there, we go over to uh, publications. And uh, we, there was one new manual of interest at Siemens website. And this is on their SciCam Fault Sensor Indicator, V2.0 B Sensor. Um, pretty beefy manual, 136 pages. So if you're using SciCam, you wanna, may want to check that out. Over on Rockwell's website, we have a new installation instructions for the 1734 EP24DC. That's the Expansion Power Supply Module for Point IO. I usually don't include installation instructions, but with this product, you know, actually um, understanding how it works and 
you know, this is like, I believe the, the backplane bus on point IO is only 10 amps. So if you're bringing your field power and you've used up that 10 amps, you need another one of these EP24 DCs so you can bring in a second power supply or a third or a fourth or a fifth. We have some pictures of really, really large racks. I think you can go up to 60 something, 63 or 64 modules because the backplane is based on device net. So that's the limitation there. But in any case, um, if you have an ADN, not a, I actually ran into somebody who had a PDN uh, last week. If you have an ADN, right, um, or um, even an Ethernet, the Ethernet version or the ControlNet version, it doesn't matter. Um, you would use this if you have to go over, typically it's like 10 or 12 modules. I, I use IEB to determine when I need one. It'll put it in there automatically. But um, it's important to understand how this works and why, so I'm including it today. Also, uh, a product I'm not familiar with, um, I saw uh, three new manuals on their Quick Stick product line. I have no idea what that is. But in any case, this is the technical data. There was also a design guide. And there was a third manual, first time ever I've seen a link, well, at least I should say first time I can remember, that I saw a link in the literature library that was dead, that didn't work. And uh, But there was a third manual too as well. Um, so if you're using Quick Stick, I don't know what it is, but if you're using it, there's three new manuals up at the literature library. Um, from there, we had a, a new manual slash presentation over at Omron's website, and this is on their handheld barcode readers. And then over on Emerson's website, we have a new user instructions for the Betis RTS multi-turn sensor. Okay. Uh, with that, we go to other science and technology category. And uh, I just thought this was so cool. It's Leviton again. They had a second announcement uh, for a second day. And this is on, I think it's better just to go to the product page. This is on their um, smart home solution. So let me go to the first picture here, right? So you get there with their brand new load center, right? You can actually put in these, the second generation of smart circuit breakers along with the uh, whole house. I guess these are CTs, right? So you would put these CTs in the whole house monitor. And what this gives you is on an app, the ability to monitor how much power is being used on each circuit breaker and also the ability to control them, which I think is so cool. I looked at this like 10 years ago and all the solutions were kind of kludgy. But this looks like it's a very clean solution. You can actually schedule things, right? So like we have an, uh, an air conditioner here in the studio that has a built-in scheduler, which is, which is awesome. But uh, and, and our heat, we also can schedule our heater too. But um, let's say you had things that you can't schedule. Well, this would be great to control that. So monitoring how much power you're using per circuit, right? And also getting alerts. Maybe you have a freezer circuit like we do here. And if that freezer circuit uh, trips, you want to know because you don't want all the stuff in the freezer to go bad. So I just thought this was really cool. I don't know if it really applies. I put it in the other category because I don't know if it really applies to industrial automation. But I think any of you guys who are in the science and technology may like this. I know if I do get my new office, um, I am going to uh, probably invest in one of these because, you know, being able to just use an app to turn on the studio lights or uh, the turn on, you know, maybe I'm remote, right? And I think I'll be remote on Friday. So this... It'll be the first time I do the morning show remotely so from my camper. So in any case, um, if I'm remote and I'm like, oh, I got to access the SM1500 or the control logics or something on the wall, you know, I would be able to remotely in the app turn on the breaker for the wall. And of course, I don't want to leave all this equipment on 24-7. But uh, in any case, uh, just, just because of the power requirements, right? But uh, in any case, I thought this was really cool and I wanted to share it with you. Now, 
If you think I missed any news today, please submit a news tip via the link at the automation blog or automate.news. Um, also, I want to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. Um, if you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or a SCADA training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. Also, if you want to support the show, you can join our community. You can follow for free, or you can join for one cup of coffee a month. And we've been having a lot of back and forth about remote access, but uh, that is automation.locals.com. Of course, we also have over 1,600 videos and articles up at theautomationblog.com. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And of course, if you want to support us that way, you can pick up an offline content collection, either eBooks or video collections. I, we also have coffee cups and T-shirts available if you need some swag. And that's at theautomationblog.com forward slash shop. And from there, just a reminder that every single link for all 90, 90, 90 plus episodes of the Automation Morning Show for 2023, every single link I've ever covered is up at automate.news. No www.no.com, just automate.news. I was working on filtering by, because I do put in after the show, after we do the live stream and after I edit the show and send it to the other video and podcasting destinations, I come up here and I put all the links in order of which I covered them in the show. And I do add the vendor to everyone, and I'm trying to get the the the, uh, the filter so you can filter by your favorite vendor, Rockwell, Siemens, Omron, whoever. And um, yeah, I tried a couple of solutions this morning, and they just didn't work out. So uh, I'm I'm going to keep at it. The data is in there. Just going to find a user interface to actually let you select it and filter it. You can filter by content type here, um, but uh, I I'm still working on filtering by vendors. But in any case, hey, if you uh, want to support us, another way you can do it is visit our uh, sponsor, our advertisers' uh, links. So we can't ask you to click on our Google ads, but we can ask you to check out, for instance, Siemens is running ads at theautomationblog.com to help, uh, help us keep that server running and keep those 1,600 plus articles and videos available for free. And so um, if you would, please check out their in-depth multi-layer security for ITOT operations. Click on that ad and check out that site. And uh, that's a great way you can support us. It doesn't cost a dime, just a little bit of your time to educate yourself on their solution. And with that, you know, I just want to thank you all for taking time out of your day, whether you're watching live or you're watching after the fact, um, to get up to speed of what's new and interesting in industrial automation with me. And I want to wish you all an awesome Wednesday. And until next time, my friends, peace. <laughs>